welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is Sarah Hardunger, and you're listening to the podcast about all things planners and planning related. This episode is another kind of bonus deep dive episode today. As you guys know, I typically have kind of a rotation where I have Q&A episodes alternating with reviews and guests, but there were five weeks in January, so I think you get an extra deep dive. So this is a bonus. Stay tuned because the rest of February, and I know this is coming out in February, but sorry, I guess I'm about a week ahead. You're going to be getting some really fun interview episodes coming up. So there's a little teaser there, but today we're going to talk a little bit about some odds and ends, as well as planning and anticipation, which is a topic that is near and dear to my heart because I learned, I think from Laura Vanderkam, who's my podcast co-host on the other podcast I'm on, Best of Both Worlds, that many times when we have a fun event, there are multiple sort of ways we can enjoy that event. There is the experiencing self where you are enjoying the event as it is unfolding. There is the remembering self when you get to look back on the event and think about the fun memories that you had. And then there's the anticipating self. And that is a self that for me tends to be kind of a really strong part of my being. I love to look forward. I love to plan. That should be no secret to any of you. And yet in these pandemic times, that anticipating self has been really kind of sidelined. And I think at first I didn't mind because it was just like, you know what? Survival mode. But survival mode's been lasting a really, really long time. And I think as we headed into 2021, one of the things that kind of made me the most sad about having this brand new year was the fact that like didn't feel empowered to do a lot of planning and therefore I didn't have very many fun things to anticipate. And I feel like that made me a little bit sad. And there's not an easy answer here. Here's something really funny. I wrote a blog post in February of 2020, which is kind of embarrassing because even at that time I had heard mumblings of the pandemic and I should have known better, but I literally wrote a blog post that was entitled something like, you should book all travel early. And it went on and on about how, you know, for this weekend in March, which fun fact ended up being our very last trip we took before the pandemic actually hit here. It was the first weekend of March. There was a bit of a sense of impending doom, but things weren't entirely clear yet. It was before that week with, you know, the 13th and everything happening, celebrities getting COVID. Anyway, I digress, but The post was because we were heading to a conference that my husband was doing and we hadn't booked a place to stay and there really weren't that many places to choose from. And I was saying, you know what? Lesson learned. Book early. You'll have many more options. The other funny part of the story is that we ended up staying at a very cute little bed and breakfast, which ended up being great. (laughs) So I guess maybe I should have learned that, you know, maybe sometimes when you don't plan ahead, you can, you know, have some unexpected fun surprises. But at the same time, I was feeling very much like we had made a mistake, not planning ahead. And then I went on and on about how many trips I was planning and booking and anticipating in the rest of 2020. And there were so many. It was like a leaf peeping trip that we were going to do in October. I was already in the process of booking Disney for December. And obviously, we all know how that turned out. (laughs) Yeah. The good news was that most of those bookings were refundable, except for the Disney one, because I booked through a third party. And so we lost like $800 in the process, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's fine. (laughs) We're definitely not too upset about that. But it is kind of funny that I was so proud of myself having discovered the secret to life is booking everything early. 
and the hard lesson that I had to learn in 2020, which was that, hey, you don't get to control everything. And sometimes planning does have a downside. All that said, obviously going into this year, I wasn't exactly going to be planning a whole bunch of travel. I am vaccinated. Hooray. Being a healthcare worker, I was one of the earliest ones to receive the Pfizer vaccine. And you guys know we had COVID as well. So there's some immunity there. But now with hearing about all these different strains, I think there's still so much uncertainty as to when things will quote unquote normalize again. And therefore, I personally don't feel comfortable, you know, putting a bunch of vacations and things to look forward to on the calendar that might get canceled. But that doesn't mean that nothing can be put on the calendar to look forward to. And I realized I was really missing in my life the joy of having things to think about in the future that are fun. And just because we don't have the entire array of possible fun things that we used to have doesn't mean we have nothing. And so finally, one day, like mid-January, after all the craziness kind of <laughs> got, we got through that after our family had the COVID and God knows what else, I sat down with my work calendar and thought, you know what? I think it's finally time for me to plan out some, using some of my paid time off days in the next few months because even though we were forced to take some extra PTO during 2020, I still didn't take all that much because we didn't take any like big vacations or anything, obviously. And it was sort of like, what am I saving them up for exactly? Because I am in a company that allows you to accumulate paid time off days. But at the same time, let's say I accumulate like 10 weeks worth, like I don't really have the kind of job where I could really be absent for 10 weeks out of a future year. So truthfully, I need to use these days and figure out how to use them in a way that allows me to still do my job, but still have something to look forward to. I know that there are different ways paid time off is handled in different professions at different companies. I know that some people don't get paid time off at all. So I feel very lucky that that, you know, is something that is part of kind of my job package. And some people would rather trade time for money. And I think at our company, you know, you can get paid for a percentage of the time if you don't use it, if you're over a certain threshold. But personally, I would rather have time than extra money in my life at this juncture. And so I just decided that I was going to plan some days off. And so even though I'm not planning anything elaborate, I pick some days where I'll either take the day to rest or just like read all day long and, you know, let my kids go to school so I can be by myself. I pick some days to spend as one-on-one time with my kids that I call mommy days. And those are much, much, much more fun than, you know, the intensive parenting of having all three at once. I schedule those during the kids' spring breaks so that, you know, I know that I'm, they're not going to have to miss school, but I could just kind of take one kid. And it allows them to have something to look forward to, which we know that that's kind of been taken away from from kids for quite some time now. So that's really, really nice. And hopefully I can build in some kind of husband date days as well. I just need to get our time off schedules kind of synced up. I have to say I did get a mood boost from this whole thing. Even though I didn't plan anything elaborate, I have my calendar up in my office. And when I see those days off, I think about like, oh good, I have like something to look forward to. And I was really, really missing that in 2020. And I know that some people's circumstances are not going to allow this. Like maybe you're home with all of your kids right now and nobody's in school and it's just like, but maybe if there's some way that you can sneak even like a half day for yourself or some kind of time that you know you'll be able to look forward to something, I think that's just an important part of what makes us happy as humans, or at least most of us. So I highly encourage you to think about what you could possibly build in to your future schedule that you could anticipate and look forward to. So. That's pretty much my deep dive concept for the day. 
just kind of a, a thoughts about the power of anticipation and how happy it can make us and how that was really lost in pandemic times, but how perhaps we could build it back up again, even if things are not exactly normal. And with that, we're going to take an ad break to talk about Where Your Power, Lonnie Inlander's amazing online e-course to help you take control of your style. So I would love to know if many of you are getting tired of wearing the same few outfits day to day. I definitely am. Working from home is definitely not an excuse to stay stuck in a wardrobe rut that is not working for you. I have to say I feel so much more confident and happy about my work wardrobe since I revamped it in 2020 with Lonnie Inlander, the owner and chief stylist of Real Lifestyle. Lonnie gifted me her services as a thank you after she was a guest on my other podcast, Best of Both Worlds. I'm forever indebted to her for introducing me to my favorite work top, which I am actually wearing as I record this. I wear it all the time. And now you can have a chance to work with Lonnie, a luxury personal stylist with over 20 years of experience. Wear Your Power is an on-demand e-course that will give you a new perspective on your style and a week of outfits you love. You can cross taking control of your style off your goals list in just four weeks. And best of all, Lonnie is offering Best Laid Plans listeners an upgrade to a 30-minute Zoom call with her at the end of the course to get personalized style advice and ask her any questions you have. If you want to know more about how the process works, get inspired by the stories of two sisters' very different journeys through Lonnie's Wear Your Power e-course go to www.real-life-style.com slash bestlaidplans. You should check out her blog too as well. It's fantastic. Lots of great fashion advice to apply to so many different circumstances. And don't forget to mention Best Laid Plans to upgrade to a 30-minute Zoom call with Lonnie at the end of the course. Whether your office and home office counts too, dress code is business casual, business formal, or whatever goes. This course is right for you www.real-life-style.com slash bestlaidplans. Go to get inspired. Again, that's www.real-life-style.com slash bestlaidplans. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit jennykane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code PLANS50 to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. 
you can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back, and I thought that I would share some planning updates since we are now a month and change into the new year. I thought I would kind of review how the current systems I'm using are going and whether there have been any changes or fails this soon. So first of all, I did, as I mentioned, receive my 100-day journal from Finland. It's the Hobonichi 100-day in the A5 size. Not 100-day, I'm so sorry. Five-year journal. I received that, and I love having this. It's so much fun. I feel like I'm getting into the groove. I just write like one short paragraph and I often do a little bit of fun hand lettering. So it forces me to practice using those beautiful brush pens and, you know, working on different fonts and handwritings. And I just put something that happened that day. Maybe it's some victory at work. Maybe it's some challenge. Maybe it's a great TV show that I watched. Maybe it's something really cute that one of my kids said or a milestone that they met doesn't matter. I just put something and I can see the days accumulating already. And I know that this is going to be an amazing keepsake to have and look back on since it's going to have, you know, five entire years worth of all of these days, like thousands, well, not thousands, but (laughs) about 1500 days plus will be recorded in this wonderful book. And I just think it's great. So I'm very happy that I finally decided to start one. Maybe this will be a lifelong endeavor for me to have a five-year journal to record memories of life. So that's one. Number two, I have started using a paper workout journal. I talked about how I'm doing this many happy miles running training program through another mother mother runner. This is not a sponsor. That's just something I purchased. So I'm doing more running, but I'm trying to really continue the strength training that I was doing as well. Side note, I find as I am 40 now, the strength training is just so necessary for helping with body composition and sort of the more superficial sides of exercising as well as staying strong. So I'm trying to integrate the two, and when I joined the program, it came with this lovely journal where you get to record your workout for each day. Previously, I was putting the details of my strength training workout straight into my planner. It was kind of annoying, and honestly, like, oh, TMI, but like, sometimes I would find myself almost like sweating on the planner, and that's kind of gross. So anyway, (laughs) so I feel less concerned if I get a drop of sweat on my new paper workout journal because it's for workouts anyway. And um, there's more space to include details, whereas I wouldn't really want to be taking up my whole planner page with workout related details and like, you know, the amount of deadlifting on a given day. So I am enjoying using that. And I put my running information too. I'm still not using any kind of electronic exercise tracker other than what automatically gets uploaded from my Garmin when I run. And I do prefer the paper because of course I do. (laughs) So I am using that. And then my third planning update is kind of a planning confessional. Lest any of you think that I have this perfect system going all the time and always remain disciplined and meet every single goal that I set for myself, 
I just want you to know that I definitely do not. And I struggled mightily with my screen time goals in January. In fact, I there must have probably been like two or three days total where I was able to keep my screen minutes under 100. And sometimes that made me feel a little bit down on myself. I mean, it's January. <laughs> Most people are really like killing it on their goals. And if there's ever going to be a time that motivations are high, it's usually January. But it was actually a really, really tough month for us as a family and me as the kids were like started out of school and we were sick. We didn't have childcare. And then, you know, I jumped into work completely behind and then I was on call. So like, it shouldn't really be a surprise to me that I struggled. But at the same time, it's a little bit disheartening because it was January. But that's okay, because we're now into February. And I have some new goals that I'm setting for myself. And I'll try to give you an update at the end of the month how those went. It is really, really hard to wean yourself off of things that are addicting. And I consider for myself things like Instagram and wanting to check my email pretty addicting. So continuing to work on that. I guess I'm really happy that those are, you know, the things I find addicting other than other more dangerous things, I guess. But that's kind of where we are right now. And so I will continue to update you all. All right. So next, I have one Q&A for this episode. This comes from Erica. And I just thought it was a fun question to delve into. She writes, how do you encourage others to plan or is it futile asking for my husband? So yes, I do encourage others, especially my husband to plan. I've tried to encourage family members to plan. Some are more resistant than others. I have some friends and colleagues that I try to kind of share some tips and maybe if they're looking at my planner, I'll get all excited and kind of show them the things that I do. But of course, there's a fine line. You certainly can't push somebody else to adapt your own specific systems. And if someone doesn't want help in the planning sphere, then it's really hard to get too involved. One thing I will say, since you mentioned it is your husband, is that I guess they don't necessarily get a free pass to say, oh, I don't want to be involved in planning. Because unlike someone who's like your colleague or your sister, they are probably already benefiting from your robust planning setups. And sometimes that can rub off, which is great. They'll kind of see what you do and copy it. Other times they may be like, this is a great free ride and everybody's happy, so I'm not going to worry about it. Like they may not understand that dinner does not just magically appear. Childcare isn't magically arranged. So sometimes I think a push can be perhaps handing off a very specific set of tasks that does require planning to them and then showing a way that you set up that system. I know I've mentioned Laura in this episode already, but Laura Vanderkam, my co-host on the other podcast, who's a time management expert, has her husband manage the routine pediatrician appointments for her now five kids. So that's a pretty big job and requires planning, but it's also pretty discreet. So she can just be like, that's not mine, that's his. And he may need some planning tips in order to make sure that that runs smoothly, but you know, he may figure out his own style. And I think that's kind of a nice way of sharing things without forcing your systems on somebody else. I guess this kind of led me to think about the idea of like planning privilege or even like unplanning privilege. And what I mean by that is that if there's somebody that says, oh, I don't have to plan, like I'm doing bigger things than that, they're probably having a ton of planning done for them by others. Maybe it's a personal assistant, maybe it's their partner. And so I guess if everything is planned out for somebody, they have that much planning privilege, they may not be interested in learning new systems, But, you know, if that's working for you, wonderful. But if it's not, then that person may become much more open to tips once they have things that they are responsible for planning. I have helped my husband go through his goals and task list before. By the way, that planning privilege does not apply to him. He's always, you know, been willing to be very engaged in what's going on. Certain things I think he just lets me handle. But 
at the same time, I feel very comfortable telling him, you know, something that's, that's going to be on his plate and he's good about it. But what I've done is I have helped him go through his goals and task list before, because that does come more naturally to some people than others. And I probably am due to do it again. We did it like a year ago and I, I really helped him like set out like, what's the next goals you want in the next month and what can be tabled for later? And let's make your someday maybe list. And it was really fun. Like some people, you know, we used to actually have dates that were sort of based on planning and I found them enjoyable personally. I think he did too. And then I also think in terms of planning others' time, like your partners. So recently, again, bringing my husband into this, he has a job where he has a lot of documentation he often has to do after hours. And sometimes I find that, you know, when you have a lot of extra work and sort of no nebulous time bucket that it fits in, it's just going to kind of swell, (laughs) kind of out of control. We talked about how maybe he could dedicate two nights per week as like, I'm going to work late and like, just, you know, charge through my work to do list and all those notes and stuff. Because the other nights will not be dedicated to work, like one's going to be dedicated to a hobby of his, one night is going to be for me to have kind of a night off, and another night is going to be hopefully like a more family night where we can have dinner together or at least hang out kind of in the evening hours together as a family. And by kind of talking to him about how he might want to structure his time and coming up with that together, I think that's helpful. So Erica, I don't know if something like that, like if this is more of a time-based planning or a task-based planning thing. I think it's worth talking about these things. We absolutely do. I mean, we joke that like I'm going to have him on the podcast at some point so he can talk about like what he's learned and also not wanted to learn um, from me. And maybe we'll do that uh, later in the year. You know, these are things that require discussion. I think you have to acknowledge that concept of planning privilege if it applies to your relationship. And time when it affects both partners really needs to be kind of discussed as a group endeavor or dual endeavor, I guess. All right, so that is my answer for Erica. If other people have words of wisdom to share with her, or perhaps great stories about how they've helped their partner or friend plan better or more effectively, that would be wonderful to hear. And speaking of here, I have one more announcement, which is that you can now leave a question that I could play, like actually your voice on a future episode. So I've opened a SpeakPipe account and it will allow you to leave up to like 120 seconds. So that's two minutes of whatever question you have for me. And if it's a good fit for the podcast, I'll play your voice on the podcast and then answer it. So that's a fun way to make this just a little bit more personal and hear the voices of those who listen. So where do you find that? Well, I'm trying to figure out how to install it on my blog in a more conspicuous location But right now, you just go to the show notes page and scroll all the way down, and you'll see an icon for SpeakPipe, and you just kind of click on it, and it will let you record your message and submit it. And again, I'll try to put it somewhere more, maybe it'll make its own page as well, more prominently. By the way, if you listen to my other podcast and you would like to leave a question for that one, you could use it. They're both going to go to me, so send me your questions. I would love to actually feature some of your voices on Best Laid Plans and probably on Best of Both Worlds as well. So this has been a very fun episode with a deep dive into anticipation and planning, some discussion of kind of how my year is going from a planning standpoint, answering a question of Erica about helping your partner plan, and as I mentioned, SpeakPipe, a way to submit your questions in audio format. So thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find me at theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. 
I am probably going to be on Instagram less during the month of February. (laughs) Spoiler alert, I really just need to take a break, but I should be checking in at least weekly. However, you can, you know, leave me a question in my DMs. Just know you may not get a response in a super timely manner. I am at the underscore shoebox and at shoebox underscore plans on there. Or you can always send me an email at shoeboxblog at gmail.com. I'm still open for more sponsors. I have another fun one in March, but there are slots available. So let me know if you're interested in advertising on the podcast. And if you have not yet left me a review, I would so love it if you could leave one in Apple Podcasts. I figure if you've gotten to this long in the podcast that you might have something nice to say. So feel free to give me your honest review in in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much and have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.